Well, 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 Bill's Mafia. It only took 25 years, but you're officially good again. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we got to talk about all the NFL craziness from this weekend, the James Harden trade, and where did all the NFL coaching dominoes fall? Stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Welcome, welcome to the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you that are new to the show, and for those of you that are old to the show, welcome, welcome. I've been saying it for weeks. We needed a new set. It just wasn't working what we had before. Now we have this beautiful green screen behind us for those watching on our YouTube channel. Uh, And if it's green, that means I couldn't figure out how to get to work. And if it's not green, awesome, we figured it out. Folks, that's the fun of having a podcast. You never know what it's going to look like. (laughs) All right, enough about me. How are you? Tell me everything. Uh Uh-huh. Mmm. Yes. Yes. That is exactly uh, what I wanted to hear from my friends. If you like what you hear today, find us on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. That's me. And you can email me directly at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, where should we start in the beautiful world of the sports? Because there's so many different places we can go. Uh, but uh, honestly, NFL has to be, it's got to be where we start this weekend. The Bills and Ravens. Lamar Jackson just couldn't quite get it done. Bills got a win here, 17-3. to uh, Jackson actually ended up going out in the uh, third quarter, uh, leaving his backup Huntley, Tyler Huntley, 22 years old, to step in. Six for 13 and 60 yards. Okay. Uh, but Lamar Jackson actually had 162 yards passing. Um, and 34 yards rushing before taken out of the game. You know, looking at at this, uh, looking at this Ravens team, there's hope for their future because he's so talented. But this year, we really expected Lamar Jackson to take a step forward. And granted, they got the playoff win. Sure, I just can't shake the feeling like they went backwards a little bit. I don't know. Uh, for the Bills, though, Bills Bills Nation, Bills Mafia, those fans, they were having a ball. It was actually, I was more interested watching that game and watching the fans go nuts. Bills look great. Josh Allen looked great. Stefan Diggs, the two of them are playing very well together. Oh, hit the wrong button there. Uh, they, they're like best friends, and it's so cool to see. Both of them, by the way, Allen had 206 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Stephon Diggs had 106 yards uh, receiving with a touchdown. So Bills will go on to the next round. Uh, did I skip a game? I totally skipped <laughs> I totally skipped the Packers and Rams. Not that there was much excitement here. It was Packers Day all day, every day. 
It's actually a pretty close game. Uh, Packers really took off, though, in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, Jared Goff, only 174 yards. Uh, he had a touchdown. He was 21 for 27. Not too bad. Akers had 90 yards in a TD. Aaron Rodgers, though, looked like the man. And the Packers looked like a legitimate contender. Now, we're still waiting to find out who they're going to play. Uh, it's very close right now between the Bucks and the Saints. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And hopefully by the end of the episode, we will have your score and we can talk more about uh, Packers and whoever it could end up being. Uh, but the last game, Chiefs and Browns, this was much closer than anyone expected. And something not so great happened to the Chiefs in that uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, with a concussion, had to be taken out of the game. Uh, and, you know, you really feel for him because he is a phenomenal player. He's their guy. Chad Henney did an awesome job stepping it. Sorry, stepping in, 66 yards. Did throw an interception, but... Mahomes has been the guy for this team, and now they lose him. Browns kept it close. They, they, you know, a bad interception uh, towards the end of the game. I think that was Rashard uh, Higgins. I'm sorry, it was a fumble. Bad fumble by Rashard Higgins, uh, and that really cost them. <coughs> sorry, COVID. I'm just kidding. No COVID here. We're good. We're safe. I've been vaccinated. It's all good. Um, really, though, the, the Browns have a history of Bad plays like that happening in the playoffs and, uh, you know, fumble in the end zone, a touchback, not exactly how they wanted this to go. Uh, all right, so they're, they're uh, Chiefs will move on. They will play the Bills. The Bills actually have to be excited about this. Chiefs without Pat Mahomes. Could Pat Mahomes come back for the next game? Well, it's possible. The, you know, uh, the median return from concussion is seven days. That's exactly how many days before the next game. But in order to do that, and I think I pulled it up right here, in order to get back in the game, Mahomes has to rest until all signs and symptoms uh, return to baseline status. Uh, has to be able to begin cardio exercise, stretching, balance training. Um, has to increase increases exercises and sport-specific activities. Uh, has to continue training and resumes non-contact football activities, throwing, running, etc. And uh, then has to be cleared by the team physician for full contact. That's a lot of steps. And for a normal athlete, this is not a one-week process, right? The fact that it's the median in the NFL, that's actually kind of scary that these guys are going back only seven days. Most concussions take a little bit longer, especially when you're hit, being hit by a freight train. <clears throat> So a, a lot can happen between now and then. We'll see if the Chiefs will allow him to play. If so, the Bills will be shaking in their boots. If not, this could be a very, very good game. Two-minute warning right now, Bucks and Saints. It's a really close one, but the Buccaneers, Tom Brady, he's leading this team right now. We could see another horrible playoff choke by Drew Brees, who, by the way, already has three interceptions. He's got two minutes to score 10 points. Otherwise, this this whole thing is over. And uh, I have no idea who even has possession of the ball. The Bucks have the ball. At the two-minute warning, it's first and 10 at New Orleans 25. So they're going to run down this clock as best as they can. Uh, and, you know, it, I mean, this game basically looks like it's going to be over with the Buccaneers winning and beating the Saints and going to the next round. But we're going to wait till we have an official call on that. And then we'll talk about uh, next week's 
upcoming games. Rob Gronkowski has had a resurgence this year, and not surprised, he has had a very long stretch of rest from the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady, though, convinced him to come back, and boy, has he been happy about that. Uh, Gronk, by the way, is considering coming back for another season with Tampa Bay, of course. I don't think he wants to play with anybody else, so good for Gronkowski. By the way, Bills fans uh, donated to Lamar Jackson's uh, charity uh, after beating the Baltimore Ravens. Good for you guys. Donate to charity. I like it. Obviously, you're doing it as a... Uh, mm, how do we put this? Uh, they're, they're doing it to mess with, with Lamar Jackson. For sure. But I love it. Uh, hopefully, Lamar Jackson is okay. You know, I, I did mention he had a concussion. All right, moving on to teams that did not play this week. Philadelphia Eagles... Fire Doug Peterson. And you know what? We've talked about this on the show the last few weeks. Doug Peterson made some questionable moves, uh, especially in Week 17 when he benched, um, benched, uh, uh, oh my God, who is there? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I can only think of Nate Sudfield, who's the third string that they put in, which I was not a fan of. Carson Wentz, of course, has not gotten to play in the last few weeks. And uh, so Doug Peterson, oh my goodness, who who is their backup quarterback? This is going to drive me crazy. I've said like 400 times. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, thank you. They benched him for Jalen Hurts, the rookie. Hurts did okay, won a game or two, but then benched Hurts with a few minutes left in the game put in the third stringer Sudfield, and then let the clock run out so that they can get a better draft pick. Okay. Uh, People in Philadelphia don't really like losing, especially not on purpose. So, not a great move. Doug Peterson did get fired. Uh, We'll see what is next in his career. Um, But some other stories coming out this week about Carson Wentz and that he is un- coachable. Now, there has been rumors over the last two years about Wentz in the locker room, and last year when this happened, everyone sort of debunked it and said, well, you know, he's was such a good sport with the Super Bowl and Nick Foles. Um, it's it's hard to believe that that this kind of behavior, but we have a f- two, two different things here. Um, so two different examples. One said, this, this is a quote, uh, does it say who it's from? No, a couple of random players in practice. But this detailed report from the Philadelphia Inquirer comes out from Jeff McLean. Um, so one of the reports that, you know, had had come up to him was, Peterson would call a play only for his quarterback to occasionally kill it for no other reason than his personal distaste, sources says. It became a pissing match between the two, one of the sources said. So in other words, Doug Peterson's calling plays and Carson Wentz is saying, Nah, I don't want to do that. Let's do something else. Because I know better. Uh, in the quarterback room, when his errors were pointed out, Wentz would sometimes make irrelevant excuses. And Taylor wouldn't correct him. For instance, there would be a play when he didn't throw an open receiver. The read was drawn up as designed, the coverage played out as expected, and he would be asked why he didn't pull the trigger. And Wentz would say the look wasn't there. Or he would overemphasize the pass rush. When it was suggested the play be run again in practice, as to get it right, he would object. So there are rumblings, and this isn't the first time we've heard this, that Carson Wentz maybe has issues with coaching. Um, you know, I really hope that they get somebody in there that he, he gels with, he meshes well with. 
Um, and if they do, great. I think the Eagles are a little late to the search because some of these teams fired their coaches a few weeks ago and really jumped on the ball. In fact, we, we have no idea. Where, let's see, where is the Eagles coaching search? Look, I, I have nothing, nothing so far prepared. Deuce Staley. Did they hire Deuce Staley? Do, 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 do. He was assisting head coach. No, wait a second. He's interviewing for the Eagles job. That was two days ago. And I know they were interviewing Josh McDaniels, but they didn't hire him. But if you type in Eagles coach, Deuce Stanley comes right up. So, interesting. Uh, maybe uh, Wikipedia knows something we don't. I doubt it. But he is he has a history with the... With the Eagles, so I'm not surprised his name does come up. Uh, let's talk about a few other coaches since we're already on that track. We'll, uh, I'm going to talk about Deshaun Watson in a moment, but we'll get there. Uh, Detroit is hiring Dan Campbell, a decent move for Detroit. The Jets hiring Robert Sala. I love this move. Sala is a defensive mind. He fixed the he turned the worst defense of the 49ers into one of the best, and he's going to do the same with the Jets. But what really interests me is if he brings Mike LaFleur with him from San Francisco. All the rumors are pointing to that. He is Matt LaFleur from the uh, the Packers, his brother, who's uh, offensive. He was an offensive assistant with the 49ers. He's been in their system for a little bit. Um, the two of them together is going to be a dynamic duo, and I would love it. The Jets need somebody who's high energy, who supports the players, who's smart. I think Sal is the guy. That being said, I've looked for somebody like this for a long time. Rex Ryan, you know, they, they replaced Ryan with a more grumpy and, and less talkative Todd Bowles and then replaced him with a whacked out Adam Gase. Um, I'm sorry, there there's some other coaches in between here, but uh, that's... Uh, that's where we're at right now with the Jets. So Robert Sala, I like the move. Like it. Urban Mayer. Meyer? Mayer? Doesn't matter. He's going to be coaching the Jaguars. And I'm a little surprised about this one. When I heard the rumors coming out, uh, I, I didn't think he was going to the NFL. But it looks like he's here and he's, he's ready to coach. Going to the Jags, it's going to be really, really interesting to have Trevor Lawrence. Um, first coaching job, you have this... This major, major talent. Uh, my theory here is that they're trying to do what Andy Reid's done or it has been doing with Pat Mahomes. They want to run this team exactly like a college program. They're going to try and run this team the way that Clemson is run, the way that Ohio State uh, works. And they, they basically want Trevor Lawrence to put up a ton of points, and I think he will. But uh, the Jaguars being the Jaguars... I'm just, I'm still having trouble seeing long-term sustainability. Um, you know, every time the Jags get really good, it's for like one season and then something bad happens, they fall apart. So, I, you know what? A lot can happen for the Jags. Falcons uh, hire Arthur Smith. Really good move. He was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. Uh, really helped uh, Ryan Tannehill come around. My question is... What do they do with with Matt Ryan? Is he there? Is he done? We don't know the answer to that yet. So that'll be kind of what you see out of the Falcons the next few weeks. Deshaun Watson. Very likely that he's done in Texas. Where does he go? I don't know. Watson is a phenomenal player. 
Um, obviously, this season he's had some uh, qualms with the team that he's playing for. Let's get a read on his stats here. So you're getting a quality player. He threw for fourth over almost 5,000 yards this season, and he rushed for about 433 touchdowns, only seven picks. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a guy who who's going to get a team a lot of wins. He has experience. Um, where is he going to go? I, I don't know. Let's see if we can find any rumors on this one. Yeah, I definitely spelled your name wrong, Deshaun Watson. Did I call him Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson? Who knows? Uh, but there are trade rumors coming out. Uh, I did, I've did. i seen some things about the Jets, but I, I really don't believe it. I think Sal is going to remain with Sam Darnold. So let's take a look on the scores, and it's the final Buccaneers win. So Bucks. Bucks are going to take on the Packers in the next round. And you know what I've been saying it all year is that the Buccaneers have a they have they have a playoff team. They have a team that can succeed in the playoffs. Can they beat the Packers? Well, they beat the Saints and the Saints were a favorite. Um I'd love to see what they can do about, against uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think this is going to be a very exciting game. And if the Bucks get to the Super Bowl, wow, I'm going to be I'm torn. Like, do I want to root for Tom Brady? Because I hate the Patriots. Has it been that I always just hated the Patriots and not Tom Brady? No, I don't like him. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So Packers, Packers, Bucks should be an exciting game. Chiefs and Bills. Are we ready to move on to basketball? Let's let's go into the basketball realm real quick. Couple games canceled uh, over the last few days because of that COVID thing. Yeah. The league's worried a little bit. I, I think they've had seven or eight games canceled so far. So uh, just keep your eye on that in the future. There have been there have been talks of them shutting down the season. I don't necessarily think that'll happen, but I think maybe they'll have some COVID breaks. So you know, two weeks, let everybody sort of get back to uh, to neutral, no COVID, right? Let's see. All right, a couple of games from this weekend. All the games from this weekend. Celtics beat the Magic 124-97. Cavaliers got a win over the Knicks 106-103. Bucks getting a big win over the Mavs 112-109. Giannis with 31. Chris Middleton continues to be a force to be reckoned with for the Bucks. Porzingis with 22. Hardaway with 20. I'm sorry. Porzingis with 15. Hardaway 22. And Doncic with 28. The Bulls get a loss to the Thunder in overtime 127 to 125. Jazz beat the Hawks 116 to 92. Clippers get a win over the Kings 138 to 100. Lakers beat the Pelicans 112 to 95. Some of the yesterday's games the Spurs beat the Rockets 103 to 91. Nets getting a win over the Magic James Harden as the world of basketball should know was traded to the Nets this week and <laughs> Uh, he had 32 points in his debut. Durant with 42. This team is looking prime to go places. Now they just have to get Kyrie to play. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Raptors, Hornets. Raptors 116. Hornets with 113. Grizzlies beat the 76ers 106 to 104. Pistons beat the Heat 120 to 100. Trailblazers get a win over the Hawks 112 to 106. Knicks today get a win over the Celtics. All right, New York. 105 to 97. Bulls beat the Mavs 117 to 101. Nuggies and Jazz. They are in a 
dead heat right now, 89 to 85. Pelicans are ahead of the Kings, 60 to 51. And then late tonight, you have the Clippers and Pacers. What game should you look forward to next week? Yikes. Suns and Grizzlies, that could be good. Bucks and Nets, that's the game you're going to want to look at because either team could be your champion. Watch that game. Beyond that, uh, Lakers-Warriors, that could be fun. Uh, Jazz and Pelicans, maybe. Uh, and then we're going into Wednesday. It's a little late in the week. But you do have Celtics 79ers. 79ers. 1979. Uh, yeah, so there you go. All right, let's look at the standings. Bucks are 9-4. and four. Remember, just a few weeks ago, they were like 1-4. and everything else right they were one and two to start i'm sorry were they one and two to start the season they didn't look good they're nine and four now first place celtics are eight and four pacers eight and four 76ers nine and five nets are eight and six magic six and seven Cavs six and seven hornets six and eight Knicks six and eight hawks are five and seven bulls are five and eight heat are four and seven raptors four and eight wizards are three and eight and the pistons are three and nine who doggy? Lot to unpack there. In the West, you got the Lakers are eleven and three. Clippers are nine and four. Jazz are eight and four. Suns are seven and four. Trailblazers eight and five. Spurs are seven and six. Mavericks are six and six. Nuggets are six and six. Grizzlies are six and six. Thunder is six and six. Warriors six and six. Anybody else six and six? No. Kings are five and eight. Pelicans four and seven. Rockets four and seven. And the Timberwolves are three and eight. All right. First off, where do we start on this? on this crazy trade. The Nets lose their first round pick in 2021, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and 27. They traded seven first round picks and Karis LeVert, a young star that they could cheaply lock in in three years when Kyrie Harden and Durant eventually leave this team. Listen, those three are not gonna stake around for the long term you just hemorrhaged your future again the difference is so when i say again i'm referring to the paul pierce uh the the paul pierce kevin garnett trade that was in 20 i want to say 12 2013 and uh how did it work out terribly horribly the nets have been one of the worst teams in the league for years because of it the difference being those two were out of their prime harden Durant, Kyrie, they're in their prime. Right now they're healthy, and they look phenomenal. They, The Nets might win a championship or two, and if that happens, it's worth it. But if that doesn't happen, and you traded seven first-round picks, that is a problem. The Nets have created a problem for themselves. Karis LeVert, totally understand. He's actually... Indefinitely out after they found a small mass on his kidney during his physical. You know, every trade they have to do this physical. Well, they found this mass, and so while they figure out what's going on, he is out. The Pacers knew about it. They continued to pull the trigger on the trade. They lose Victor Oladipo, who now ends up with John Wall in Houston. Crazy craziness all over the place. Do I like the trade? I love the trade, right? Harton coming to New York. He's teaming up with... Three of the best, you know, when you talk about like the big, having a big three, this is probably the best big three since the Heat, since LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. This is probably the 
best big three since then. I'm curious, and they might even be better because these guys scored like 30, 40 points a game. Who knows what's going to happen? I'm very curious to see what happens uh, with the Nets, uh, but we'll be keeping our eyes on them as things go through. Clay Thompson, there's a chance he may return this season if games continue to be postponed, extended, uh, postponed and suspended. The league is going to continue increasing their 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 um, their season. Clay Thompson gets more time to recover, and you could see the Splash Brothers again back together on the court. Okay, can we talk about hockey? Because hockey came back this week. It just puts a smile on my face. Everyone out there knows that I'm a huge hockey fan, and there have been so many games these last few days. I'm not even going to cover all of them. We'll just cover this weekend's games. Uh, so starting yesterday, Devils Devils beat the Bruins 2-1. Sharks lose to the Coyotes 5-3. Maple Leafs beat the Senators 3-2. Hurricanes lose to the Red Wings 4-2. Canadians get a win over the Oilers 5-1. Rangers blank the Islanders 5-0. Predators get a win over the Blue Jackets 5-2. Wild get a win over the Kings 4-3. Flames beat the Canucks 3-0. Golden Knights get a win over the Ducks 2-1. Penguins, booyah, getting a win in a shootout over the Capitals 4-3. And the Panthers beat the Blackhawks 5-2. Let's look at those standings as they currently stand. Now remember, the league is... Totally mix up the standings this year. That way teams don't have to travel as much for COVID. Um, Unless you're in the Central Division where like Texas and Chicago and Florida are all kind of like bunched together. Yeah, that's a lot of travel. But either way. Uh, right now, Lightning are 2-0. and uh, Predator- Well, we'll go by points. Lightning have four. Predators have four. They're both undefeated. Hurricanes have two points. Red Wings have two points. And then the Stars, Panthers, Stars and Panthers. Wait a second. This needs to be updated. That's better. Panthers also have two points. The Stars, Blue Jackets, and Blackhawks have yet to win a game. Stars have yet to play a game so far. Uh, Blue Jackets, Blackhawks, by the way, are 0 and 3 with 15 goals against. Yikes. All right, going into the East, the Capitals are have five. Flyers with four. They're in second. Devils with three. Bruins with three. Rangers with two. Islanders with two. Penguins with two. And the lowly Sabres with nothing. In the West, you have the Golden Knights and Wild. They're tied with four points. Coyotes right behind them at three. Avalanche at two. Blues at two. Sharks at two. Kings at two. And the Ducks, quack, quack, at one. And then in the Canadian division, which is probably my favorite because, come on, it's all the Canadian teams playing each other all season long. How exciting is that? Uh, Maple Leafs are ahead four with four points. Canadians at three. Flames at three. Senders at two. Oilers at two. Canucks at two. And Jets at whew, two. So a lot of exciting stuff. Oh, by the way, Ottawa Senders salute Alex Trebek during a pregame moment of silence. Thank you. Thank you, Ottawa, because everybody is still upset over the news of Alex Trebek's passing, and he's a Canadian, huge Senators fan, so right on. Uh, Sarkin makes his NHL debut for the Islanders after Varlamov is injured in warm-ups, and um, yeah, was not good. Like you saw, they lost 5 nothing. So not a great start for the future of the Islanders. Evander Kane, this guy... Uh, he had to declare bankruptcy 
you know, he has a lot of issues. He has seven dependents, apparently, ranging from his six-month-old daughter to his 77-year-old mother. $101.5 million in gambling losses in just the last year alone. And he owes 100... I'm sorry, not 100. Stop saying 100, Nick. He owes $1.88 million um, to a Rachel Kutchel, uh, who filed a lawsuit against him in Erie County, New York, for battery and assault. Mm, that's great. Vonder Kane has had a lot of issues over the years. Uh, apparently, his monthly income right now is negative $91,000. Um, Jesus. Well, he did get a seven-year, $49 million contract in 2018. Uh, hope Maybe he'll pay off some of his debts. Uh, hopefully... Hopefully things turn out better for Evander Kane going forward. Keith Yandel, game streak stays alive, 867 straight games. That's unbelievable. That's fourth most in NHL history. Number one is Doug Jarvis at 964, Gary Unger is at 914, and Steve Larmer at 884. Now the crazy thing here is Keith Yandel almost didn't play. He was going to be a healthy scratch, and then at the last minute, Joel Quinneville, uh, who is the Panthers coach, uh, saw how hard he was playing in practice and decided, now let's let's throw him in. So good for you, Keith Yandel. All right, moving on. New York, New York. The Yankees made a move, finally. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and Corey Kluber. Clubber? Kluber? Don't care. Heading to the Yankees. Uh, listen, LeMahieu, they got him for a steal. $90 million over five years. I'm... I'm baffled. They really held out, and I'm so happy they did now. I wasn't thinking that a few weeks ago. I said, just pay the man. Just won a batting title, but wow. Uh, Kluber, meanwhile, a um, bit of a risk, right? 35 years old. He hasn't really played that much the last two seasons, but last time he played, he won 20 games and a Cy Young Award. Last, last full season he played. So there's so much potential there. Um, I think the Yankees are going to have an interesting rotation. If they don't re-sign Tanaka, they're going to have Garrett Cole, Kluber, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Garcia, and then, remember, Domingo Herman, who didn't play last year, he's in there too. They also have other guys like Luizica, uh Severino maybe comes back early. The guy's always freaking hurt. So there's certainly some options there. Archie Bradley signs a one-year contract with the Phillies. Phillies, meanwhile, are going hard for Real Muto. $100 million, I heard, is on the table. Uh, so we'll find out. But here are some of the top players still available in the MLB free agent market. Trevor Bauer, of course, is the big one. And for some reason, the Blue Jays are hot on his heels. Uh, Bauer's going to be 30 this year. He's a phenomenal pitcher. He's a bit of a uh, crazy Crazy, crazy head, but um, definitely the type of player you want. Angels are also apparently looking hard for him. Uh, the the George Springer, uh, George Springer is still on the board. I know that now that Lemayhu, Lindor, they've both fallen. Springer could be the next big name to go. Uh, many thought the Mets were in on him, but after making the trade for Lindor, I I don't know if they're still willing to make a if they're going to make a big move like this. Again, the Blue Jays were one of the teams talked about, so who knows? Real Mudo, I mentioned, there's an offer on the table. Angels apparently also involved with him and Marcelo Zunia. 
Uh, Dodgers, Braves, they're both looking at his services. He started all 60 games for Atlanta last year, um, 39 of them as a DH. So does he want to go to an American League team? I don't know. Or does he want to stick with the National League? We shall see. And, uh, gee, fans, I think that's it. I think that's all I have for today. So, special thanks as usual to Johanna Dragos. He's the content editor, logo designer, and I actually designed the set today, so I, I'm going to have to drop that credit from her. Uh, but she does help with a lot of things in this podcast, including emotional and physical support. I don't know what physical support looks like. She's holding me up right now, just like this. Um, so, yes, thank you. Uh, the music here for the show is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks as usual to Joe. Um, I said Johanna. I said that. She is my wife. Let's move on. Special thanks to our social media warriors, Mary and Gary K. Albert. My mom. Thanks, mom, uh, for promoting me on Facebook. And, and all of our others out there, Jorge Pajares and, and uh, Joe Calabra. They're always, they're always out there promoting the show. And I love it. Love it. And uh, I think that's it. So I've had a fun time. Did you have a fun time? Great. Find me on SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, and the Facebook. Just type in sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. That's me. And you can like, comment, share, Twitter at me. I don't really use it that much, but you can do it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can do all those things, and it's all going to be really exciting. And yeah, love this. Love my green screen. Hopefully I get it to work. Otherwise, I'm just petting a green wall right now. And for those of you not watching our YouTube channel, why aren't you watching our YouTube channel? It's this. It's exactly what you're hearing on the podcast version. But then you can see me. Actually, on second thought, continue with the podcast version. You don't want to see me. All right, friends. With that, it's been a very spectacular, sun-tumbular Sunday. See you. Adios. And caw